0: Welcome to the Wolfpack Leadership and Culture Podcast. My name is Pip and I'll be your guide through this process where we talk all things leadership, culture, and business. In today's episode, we're talking with the amazing Leslie Hopping and we're discussing what is the resilient, what is a resilient leader? Leslie has a fantastic history. She you know, She's a facilitator, mentor, client support. She's got a background in the health industry, small business management, leadership training. You know, she there's nothing she hasn't done. She's well-versed and she's got a great positive outlook. And this episode, we're going to talk all about being resilient, how resilience is the word for 2020, I believe. And if you want to get in touch with Leslie, make sure you check out the description. You'll find all of her details below. But for now, let's get to it. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining me today, Leslie. I'm so grateful you've taken time of your busy day to uh, spend a few uh, minutes with us here on the podcast and to talk about uh, being a resilient leader, and what a resilient leader is. But before we get into all that, tell us who you are, what it is you do and uh, what brings you to us today.
1: Well, first of all, thanks for having me. It's really quite an honor to be here with you and I appreciate the opportunity. Um, I am um, a transformational leader. That's also, they call me a transformational institute. We love to see people transform their lives and we are, I guess, primarily a performance enhancement company, but um, really we're just all about people making the changes that they want to make to be the people they want to be love that
0: (laughs) fantastic and how did you get into the whole transformational leadership into the whole you know performance enhancing
1: for leaders yeah we had a business for many years ourselves um, and we had obviously staff we employed staff we had some great staff. We had some staff that wanted to be on our bus and we had some staff that probably wanted to be elsewhere. So we learnt how to have those candid conversations and find out what people really wanted out of life, what they really wanted out of a career and um, if in fact what they really wanted was in our business or not. So we realised that part of our role as business owners was to help people to establish their own career path and while we don't have that business anymore, we um, I've, I think we uh, became very good at working out what people really needed to accelerate. The resilient leader program that we run and the transformational leadership programs that we have here at the Institute were primarily set up because we noticed during the COVID time that people were struggling to just adapt with all the changes that were coming their way either with remote working or with um, you know adapting to the change which might be actually still going to work but then not having anybody at work when you get there
0: yeah so,
1: definitely
0: yeah oh it's very cool it's definitely an interesting like process you know having a business and having those who want to be part of your team and those who just want to be paid by you and they're looking for their <laughs> own thing as well. It's always important to uh, be able to uh, tell the difference between those two. Cause there's definitely a lot of people just wanting to be paid by someone and not really wanting to, to be there. Yeah. So the resilient leader, I, I love the title. It, it, you know, definitely echoes with me. You know, be, I think to be a good leader, you definitely need to be resilient, especially at times like this. It's a, uh, been talking a lot with clients recently about not giving up and you know this is under yes. territories for all of us yes um, and so what is like what is a resilient leader to you
1: yeah so a resilient leader to, to me is somebody who has acknowledged that things aren't the same the status quo has changed so they acknowledge that and then there's actually a little bit of acceptance that has to go on as well so that you can adapt so once we can adapt then we can start to make some changes that we need to make to proceed forward and and what we might say is you know accelerate or um, advance because we don't want to stay as we are and this new business paradigm that we've all found ourselves in might be with us for a long time so it's you know it's one thing to bunker down and, 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 and button down the hatches and say, okay, we've got to weather this storm, but our, our treasurer is saying that this storm, this financial crisis that we're now in might, might be with us, it might take us five years to actually drive our way out of this. So we, we can't just bunker down for five years. We need to be become resilient we need to be able to adapt and make the changes that we need to make to still be productive to still be effective and um you know this is really about people's mental health this is about keeping in a really really good headspace so that we can actually begin to flourish in the time of difficulty
0: that's it i i definitely agree it's uh it is sad news that we're hearing it's looking to be five years before things here in australia for example start to uh Improve. And at first, I think a lot of us really felt that this was just a a small storm. Yeah. Now, you know, the way things are shaping and, you know, with the uncertainty of how we're going to recover from, you know, COVID on a whole, I'm starting to wonder whether or not we as leaders and as business owners need to. Stop like change our perspective. It's no longer just kind of riding the waves, but this is how it is now, and we need to adapt to the new world. So, with that in mind, how would you like recommend you know resilient leader kind of roll with the punches and you know not hide so much? is Is there a recommendation you might have?
1: Well, we actually developed a little acronym, and it's and the acronym is Connect. And the C in our connect is really for communicate. So in a world where it's been threatened that we won't be able to communicate, you know, of course we have a lot of technology, we have, we have uh, platforms where we can jump on and do things like, like this that we're doing here with you today, Pip. And uh, communicate with your team, communicate with um, people who you know will inject positivity into your life because sometimes when things are bad, we, our minds are geared to be drawn to negative energy or negative information. And it's almost like an addiction. We want to hear bad things, but we're encouraging people to communicate on a positive level. Don't listen to the negativity. And so limit all of all of the, um, you know, even the news and the, the information that's out there on COVID, just trying to listen to stuff that's on, that's coming from a reliable source and that's going to actually inject some kind of positivity so surround yourself with people who you can communicate with at a very high level to so that you're engaging something that's positive and not negative our o is for overcoming so overcoming the debilitating fear because sometimes we can get immobilized by fear so we need to learn how to overcome I have two ends in connect and one is never and it's never never manipulate <laughs> never never try and manipulate the situation so that you you come out on top and I think a resilient leader is somebody who actually uh, is because they've suffered some kind of trial or difficulty then they don't want other people to experience so never make it difficult for your team or the people around you to communicate with you never never manipulate them because it's very hard to come back from that mm. and never assume never assume that somebody's going to do something for you and that that's how the job will get done so we never assume is our second end because we all you know we all know why it makes a fool out of you and out of them so i think again if we're doing remote working or where um a little bit disengaged from our team, then we can assume that somebody's got something that, and they're going to do something that we maybe could do easily. So we never assume we just over communicate. The E is of course um, engaging, just engage with people, engage with your team, engage with your partner and really be present in our conversations when we are meeting. You know, some people are spending up to eight hours a day in a home office. So we're just making sure that people are engaging with um, with people and make and reaching out to people and actually not just to get positivity but to give positivity and to make sure that we're encouraging. And this one you're going to love, our T um, for Connect is for team building. So build up wherever you can, get a buddy system and just um, build up teams, build teams around you that can support you and, and you feel like you can grow.
0: I love it. No, that's Connect. It's definitely, it it's spot on. It, the, the communication aspect, the engaging aspect, the never assuming, you know, the, the whole works. I, l- I love the idea. I really, the one thing you, you mentioned about the whole negativity aspect. Yes. Uh, um, something I brought up with a number of clients and I, and I see it all the time and I don't know why, but we'd love to compete on negativity
1: yes just in yeah. general
0: you go you go out with friends for a meal or when you could and it was like oh you wouldn't believe my day it's like oh yeah well you wouldn't believe my day it's like, <laughs> who, who? why are we why do we want to lose like it's very interesting yeah. and I, I love you know bringing this up to clients and say you know when you're at your next staff events you know do like a, almost like a swear jar. Every time you compete yeah. over negativity, it's a dollar, donate a charity or something like that. It's, yeah, that's it. And I always recommend, you know, if you hear someone do that, flip the switch. Be like, well, I had a fantastic day. And every time someone goes negative, you go with the opposite. It's like, no, we're going to focus on the positive. I've, I've done this and I've, I've had people take it the wrong way at times they'll say why do you keep trying to you know remind me about how good things are for you i'm like i'm I'm not i'm trying to remind you how good things are in general it's yes you you kept on going negative but you've got a job you're you're healthy you've got all these great things it's let's not compete and i think as we become more disconnected in a sense where we're doing a lot more digital work with one another it's important for us to focus on the positives because it is so easy when you're working from home to really fall down that dark rabbit hole. And you know, I think, you know, we need to stop competing to who had the worst day. Let's let's see who had the best day. Let's set the bar Mm -hmm. a little bit higher for ourselves.
1: Yes, exactly.
0: It's yeah, it's, it's very, very unfortunate. Another one that I I loved is uh, the engaging, engaging your team. Um, When COVID first hits and we've been talking about this a bit, um, we used to enjoy our coffee breaks with our teammates. Mm. Now, so many of us working from home, we've lost that ability to hang around the water cooler, to, to sit yeah, together right. for lunch. We've got so much technology, as you mentioned. I, w- I hope that many leaders out there who are being resilient are able to find ways to use this technology to also engage with their team and stop using all these platforms solely for, for work-related re- purposes. And mm-hmm. I've said, you know, start scheduling your coffee breaks. Do it once a week or once a day where everyone logs on and you have your cup of coffee together as a team. Not work-related talk, just simply engaging using this technology because um, that way, you know, we're still able to keep that personal touch between our teammates and as a, as a team itself that we're able to engage with one another in you know, a social atmosphere like we would back at work. And, yeah. you know, but we're using that technology because, you know, to be, res- I think for all of us to be resilient during this time, we need to stay connected. Like you said, it comes back yeah. to connected. Stay connected yeah. Oh, that's fantastic. Is there, do you besides the your the, ac- the amazing acronym do you guys yeah. have like a rec a recommendation one way is you're like if you were to say if you want to be a resilient leader here are the top three tips or something that we
1: yeah. recommend. yeah absolutely i think um definitely when we started the podcast before we were talking about resilient leaders um acknowledge and i think that is the very um first thing that we've got to do to be resilient so i would encourage people just acknowledge the feelings that you have acknowledge the feelings that you have around covid um acknowledge all the emotions that you go through just daily don't Just being able to say, oh, you know, I wasn't able to do this because of COVID or I wasn't able to do that because of COVID. So then just being able to stop and, and acknowledging I feel disappointed or I feel sad. And I'm not saying concentrate on the negativity there. I'm just saying acknowledge these things because to move on. It's like learning to dance in the rain, isn't it? It's like being able to say that this is the case but I'm choosing to I'm choosing something else now. I'm choosing something better, something brighter. So I might feel sad or I might feel disappointed, but I'm going to take that feeling and I'm going to, escalate to the next level and to the next level and I'm going to keep growing with this. So the first thing is to acknowledge. And the second thing is to adapt, to say, okay, well, we had a time, we had a season, didn't we pre, you know, some people weren't able to get job keepers, some people weren't able to get job seekers, some people were struggling to to make ends meet or to negotiate with their bosses what the new... um, business hours might be for them or what the new pay package might look for them look like for them so they they had to adapt and I think before we adapted we we tried to use up the resources that we had and we tried to protect and we tried to you know stop having any waste and and that's fine that's good but the second thing I think we need to do now is we need to adapt we we can't like we said before we can't just bunker down we need to make the changes that are necessary for us to survive the next, not, not only survive, but to flourish in the next season. And that's what we wanna see people do. And don't be afraid to think still think positively because I think you know pre-COVID there was a lot it was very trendy to be um, thinking about possibility thinking and to be um, you know having some positive affirmations you know this is what certain dynamics are going to look like maybe even make a vision board and you know don't stop doing those things just because you feel they're not in your realm of possibility at the moment so keep dreaming and keep looking to a future that is you know, the future that is in your mind, it's still possible. It's just not happening right now. It's not happening right now. But you will advance and you will accelerate. So keep um, using those positive affirmations to talk to yourself in a positive way and see that and, and be confident that as you say those things, they're not just going out into the air. They're, they're real. They're real. And you're saying those things because that's what is in you, deep within you. That is what you want to see happen.
0: No, I love it. I I definitely think as leaders and as a whole, we need to definitely adapt to this new situation. Like I'll admit at first, I thought this would be a small storm and then we'd, we'd get through it. But now it's looking, like I said, to be here a little bit longer. Yeah. And one of the things I've been talking about recently with some of our clients and you know, different blogs is as a business owner and manager, when we're often faced with a challenge, our first reaction is budget cuts.
1: Yeah. Stop the spending.
0: And I think this is for a lot of leader, or not, not sorry, not leaders, but managers and business owners, that's the first reaction. We're focused on saving the money we have. Yeah. But I think during these times, we really need to lean on our team and ask them mm. what we can do. Um team members, they have a very different perspective, in my opinion. Their goal is to remain employed. And yes. to, to do that. <laughs> It's to generate income. So I think right now, if you're a business leader, uh, business owner, manager, and you're just like, oh, what are we going to do? Ask your team because they're probably going to come up with ideas of how to either make you more money or save money in ways you weren't even thinking. We typically, you know, historically we've seen it's. Things are, are expensive, uh, tight and financially wise right now. What do we do? No more marketing, fire people. It's like, well, hold yeah. on a second. We know that's not the best action, but what do we do? And for a lot of people, we don't know. So I think as managers and owners, we need to really say, hey, team, we need to generate this much or save this much money. How can we do it? And I think we'd be quite surprised to hear the the input our team's going to have. And they're going to help us adapt these these new times because they have a very different perspective and goal to, mm. to stay employed.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: It's um, like I know a lot of people, it's unfortunate there, well, there's lots of businesses closing down, having to reduce. But I think, as I mentioned, if we, if we hear out our teams, they're going to bring us like a different perspective. And like you were mentioning the idea of, you know, admitting when you're struggling or when you're a bit let down, I think humility during these times is really big and being transparent to a degree with our team about how we're feeling mm. when as a leader or manager, business owner, we often see all the moving pieces mm. and our team members might not. And if we come into the office and we're feeling beat up and we're feeling let down, we're feeling super stressed. If we don't express those, our mm. team doesn't have the tools they need to, to help us adapt and help us overcome these challenges. Um, so, I think to a degree, a lot of business leaders, we need to make sure that when we say to our teams, you know, sorry if I'm a little bit stressed, I'm trying to find ways for us to accomplish A, B, and C. And someone might go, well, that's easy, just do D over there and you're set. And might be like, oh, yeah. That's- <laughs> like, yeah. I never, I didn't see it, I didn't look over there. And so, you know, ra- I think a lot of leaders need to make sure that we're not internalizing too much and not carry the weight of the world. On our shoulders, which I myself am not always the best at uh, letting yeah. things go. Yeah. Um, but I do know that sometimes it's. Um, I know I have to say here is my struggle, and someone says, "Oh, I got a solution for you. Why don't we try? Try this. Is there something you'd recommend, perhaps? Like if someone was to approach you with, uh, or how would you ask for help? Do you have a recommendation or something like
1: that?" Yeah, so, Well, sometimes we just say um, in our circle of friends we have. just one word and it's a resource and sometimes we need to find a resource and we it's not always the first thing that comes naturally so sometimes when people are struggling um in our in our um group in our team we say um just give me a minute i'm trying to find a resource so it's like i know that deep down in my toolkit i've got something to, to give and I've got something to offer the team but I'm I, um, I'm struggling to find it and sometimes we need to um, ask ask for help to to find that resource and like you' were saying before pip people people will say hey I know I know what to do here or I can see from a different um, perspective I've got a different perspective on this so when people need help um, Sometimes I, I guess your question was how do you how do you ask for help because as a leader sometimes it's it's hard to just humble yourself and say hey a little help here but um you know if you have some catch words if you have some phrases that you know and people around you know and when you know like my team they know when I say I'm fine I need I'm just give me a minute I'm finding a resource they know okay Leslie's digging she's digging deep into she's really searching here for something that will bring us out of this hole and um and that's when they sometimes they will offer help and sometimes they won't so maybe just having some catchphrases with your team you know um my husband and I we have a funny one that says um What's wrong with my attitude? What's wrong with your attitude? Is what's wrong with my attitude? And we just have some funny, a little bit of humour. So sometimes it's it's just having those relationships and developing those relationships, having those that close team around you, so that we understand one another and we we know one another. And it's like having a yellow card or a little red card, you know, that you can just hold up to those few that are close around you, that know when you're you're saying, hey, this. When I hold this little yellow card up, I'm act- I actually need a little bit of time out. Or um, Hmm. you know, I need some. I I need to take a really deep breath now, so I can think of a of a way out of this this hole that I've gotten myself in.
0: Definitely like it. So one of the ones, the catchphrase that I use a lot is uh, "Okay, how?" So (laughs) anytime someone suggests an idea or gives criticism or gives feedback, um, the reaction. I've trained myself and I try to train everyone to is respond with, okay, how? Yes. By, by saying, okay, you subconsciously and consciously commit to the idea. Yeah. If someone says, oh, do this, no, I can't do that. We're never going to. But if you say, okay, you've already committed, and in the, end, the next question is how? So you put the ownership back onto that person a little bit, but it creates dialogue, yeah, and uh, I find a lot of times, especially when dealing with cus- customers in particular, when they're giving you like negative feedback, oh, this was a horrible experience. It's like, yeah. okay, how can I improve it? And then sometimes just that simple question makes everybody stop. I find and they kind of go, oh, maybe there is nothing, or it allows the open dialogue to say, all right, how do we? How do we do this? Oh, well let's, you know, transition to this new producer of materials. Yep. All right, well are they going to accomplish everything? What about this and it, you know, if everyone commits to the idea, I find people are more likely to work through those challenges and c- build their team around this new concept, but it starts with the the okay where you got to commit and adapt to this this new solution, this new new idea people have.
1: Yes, perfect. That's oh, yeah, um simple too i like it <laughs>
0: yeah so it definitely disarms a lot of customers i've dealt with customer service if someone's giving you so you should have done this 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 okay how could i do this and yes sometimes it makes them stop and you know realize oh wait my problem is something totally different you could not predict the weather or you could not do this so <laughs> yes. it's like, like all right so i you know i could have cancelled three days beforehand so it's i find it's a great tool to you know pause make everyone pause for a second and commit to finding a solution um but I definitely love the whole resilient leader I think resilience yeah. is resilience and perseverance are probably my words for 2020 what are we going to do this year we're going to persevere we're going to yeah <laughs> yeah we're going to be resilient these are the things we need to do um But I definitely think that now is a good time for us as leaders to look at adapting. Do you have any words of wisdom on how to make yourself open to the idea of adapting to change?
1: Yeah, I think for us, it comes, or for me, it comes back to the whole resource thing as well. So to adapt, I think we've got to sometimes clear out the old and in our minds we've got to let go of some things and i was just reflecting actually the other day this a little bit off track but we actually had a really difficult 2018 and then a more difficult 2019 and i can remember at the end of 2019 thinking oh thank god we're getting a new year and then 2020 hit and we had bushfires and floods and covid but it's actually been the best year you know, in the last decade, it's actually been a really tremendous year for me, and I that that is my story, and I know it's not everybody's, but I think that is because of the ability to adapt to the change and actually begin to um, use the resources that we've had to both. Um, external resources and and physical resources and then internal resources as well. And when we say find a resource, we and and we say dig deep, you know, sometimes you will remember a time when you were flourishing, or you will remember a time where you felt like the world was your oyster. And you or you remember a time when you felt resilient when you felt strong. And it's good to use that resource because it's within you to Conjure that thought up in your mind again, and to and to use that feeling that comes that f- comes flooding in when you when you remember that time, to um to en- to engage that positivity to move into a, a new stage of resilience for this season that you're in. So different situation, but all the the same emotions that go around it. So finding a resource, and if you can't think of something, then that's where we bring heroes in. We bring in people who we know have, have been resilient or have adapted to change or have made um, significant um, milestones in in the face of really, really difficult situations. And you, I'm sure we all have heroes and we can all think of people. So if you can't think of it within yourself, then think of somebody you know that you admire and, and you know, those same emotions will come up and you will find that you will just become more resilient.
0: Definitely. I like that. It uh, just reminded me recently I did part of the podcast I do. we call our Drive-By Leadership episodes. It's yes. a, a very short five-minute episode and uh, short and sweet, to the point. And I did one and it's called Try Again. Yeah. And the analogy I used was your first car you ever owned was probably not the best car. Most likely broke down on you, cost a lot to repair, a total money pit. Yes. But you still have a car today. So you didn't give up on cars because you you reviewed as like, why is this a waste of money? Well, it's an old car. It's all I could afford. All right, so what do we do? Well, I save more money and I buy a newer, better car. So we've improved upon that. And I found that when I came across this analogy, a lot of people, especially now, were trying things. Oh, that didn't work out the window. It's like, well, hold on, hold on. Why? Why did it not work? Why are things that used to work no longer working? Do we throw them all out the window or do we just need to stop for a second and really analyze it and say, oh, how can we change this? How can we adapt these principles to get this to work? you know, certain things that you tried three months ago might work now because we've now become accustomed to this more digital world. And, you know, we realize that things are changing. So I think as 2020 continues to go through, a lot of us need to really try again. And when we we attempt something new to, to not throw the idea out right away, but, you know, if it doesn't work, go, okay, why, why did it not work? You know, what, what actually failed? And I'm a firm believer that if you ever use the answer because you don't have an answer. And so anytime we come across, you know, it didn't work. Well, because it's like, all right that right there, that's, that's the reason why it didn't work. So we need to figure out what that because is and yeah. see how we can either circumnavigate it or adapt the the situation. So I, I think that this year we need to not give up on certain ideas and try and try again, because you know, every few days we're getting a new uh, press release on a different, uh, <laughs> different right. uh, thing. So yeah, it's, it's hard for many of us to say, this is my new strategy because I've had four different strategies the past five months because every month something new has impacted the way life is happening. And it's all about, you know, persevering, you know, being resilient. And that's, mm-hmm. I think resilience is the name of 2020. I really do.
1: I do as well. Yes. <laughs> Which is we, fantastic. Started with vision. <laughs> we started with vision and we had to go very quickly to resilience.
0: Yeah. I remember like end of 2019, I was I was pushing heavily on all of our marketing to make 2020 your year. And now I'm kind of going, maybe i will make 2021 up my year. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah. a, can we just all forget this year? It's a you know, new year's new year. It's you know, hopefully we'll, hopefully 2021 will bring us, you know, something different, but we can't wait. Unfortunately, no. it's not one of those things where the world's going to pause or anything. We've got to go day by day. And the only way is to be resilient.
1: Yes, absolutely.
0: Well, we're nearing up on time, but I want to know, do you have a golden nugget of wisdom you want to drop at the listeners and watchers today?
1: Oh, golden nugget. Yeah, I think, um, You know don't be afraid of suffering i know this is this is really powerful i think we we've spent the best part i mean i'm 51 years young i've spent the best part of my life trying to avoid suffering and if 2020 has taught me anything it's don't try and avoid suffering, you know, sometimes we ask questions of difficult situations that difficult situations are actually trying to ask of us. So don't be afraid of of a little bit of suffering, don't even be afraid of a lot of suffering. There are people who have suffered a lot more um, in their lives than we're suffering just in these little, little few months. So keep things in perspective and understand that with these trials and with these difficulties we are we're we're growing wings so that we can we can absolutely soar into the next season
0: i like that i like that a lot i think that's a great great message to end on well i want to thank you once again for taking time out of your day for joining us I will make sure that we pop your contact details and how people can find out more about you and get in touch with you in the description of the podcast and the video. Yeah. Um, but from the bottom of my heart, thank you so much for taking the time to join us today. And I hope, uh, you enjoyed yourself and I hope everyone who was watching and listening enjoy themselves as well.
1: Thank you, Pip. Much appreciated your time too. Thanks. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you.
0: Well, that's it for today's episode of the Wolfpack Leadership and Culture Podcast. Thank you once again for listening to our episode. We hope you got as much out of it as we did. Had a great time talking with Leslie. If you haven't already, make sure you check out her details. They're in the description of the episode. Go check out what she does and how she can help your team. If you ever have any questions for us here at the Leadership Podcast, we'd love to have a chat with you. So reach out to us. You can find us across all major platforms at Premier Team Building. Once again my name is Pip and remember you got this